0: Welcome to the SCORE Music and Sports Podcast, where we talk with some of the greatest names from the stadium and stage about the music and sports that shaped their lives. I'm John Adams. In my years of working in the music and sports arenas, I've experienced firsthand the surprising connections between these two industries. Together through this podcast, we will explore this crossover relationship. All of our podcasts have an accompanying Spotify playlist that showcases the music we discuss with each of our guests. Search for The Score on Spotify. Our guest is a superstar of the NBA. He is a two-time NBA champion with the Miami Heat and has a collegiate national championship with Duke. He has the rare distinction of being the only basketball player ever to have won the Naismith Prep Player of the Year Award in 1997 and the Naismith College Player of the Year Award in 2001. We will talk with Shane Battier right after this.
1: Hi, this is Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Right now, the coronavirus is affecting all of us, but for communities of color, the impact is especially devastating. Sadly, this pandemic amplifies the real-life consequences of existing economic and social inequalities. That's why the NBA is partnering with the National Urban League to help inform, represent, and empower communities of color. This is a time for all of us to help all of us, and the more we understand the issues, the more we will be able to solve them. Now, more than ever, we need to be in this together. Be safe, be informed, and get engaged.
0: Welcome back to the SCORE Music and Sports Podcast, and as promised, I'm happy to have Shane Battier from the Miami Heat with us. Shane, how are things in sunny Miami?
1: John, things are, things are well. We are practicing good social distancing and uh, tr- trying to be trying to be productive like everybody else.
0: I'm glad we're at least a six feet apart here. So that's a good thing. (laughs) You know, uh, it's funny because I've, I've talked with a lot of people about music, a lot of athletes about music, and we're going to get to this a little bit later, but I have never talked to an athlete about karaoke specifically. And (laughs) I'm really excited to get into that. So we're going to, we're going to get to that in a second, but before we we get there, I want to know where did your love of music come from?
1: Oh, well, you know, I think I I, I true that to my dad. I mean, he, he actually uh, unfortunately passed away last last weekend. So we've had a lot of, a lot of memories about my dad, Big Ed. But uh, my dad was it was a huge music fan. Uh, he had a huge record collection growing up. I you know I remember growing up listening to all his records, and uh, he he had an eight track player. Uh, my dad loved everything from Motown to R and B, uh, just just a, a great lover of music and we, we didn't really grow up in a musical family. I played trumpet growing up as a, as a kid, but uh, we, we always had music on in the background.
0: Growing up in Michigan, that was the Motown sound part of, part of, of your soundtrack growing up.
1: Of course, of course, you know, Diana Ross and Jackson five and, uh, I can go my my parents house now and still have the entire Motown catalog on, on records and uh, you know that huh. was that was music so I, I still still love that love those, love those records and that sound and when I'm feeling nostalgic i definitely put on some some Motown
0: there's a warmth to just that needle drop on the on the album that you don't get when you put a CD in the player or go to the Spotify playlist
1: it comes alive, it comes alive and I, it's really difficult to explain and I, I tried to explain it to my my kids now who you know obviously have pandora spotify and all the music sharing services They're like they yeah, we'll, well we can play every song ever created on on our on our phones but you know i say hey guys this isn't about that it's about the experience it's it's about 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 hearing those those notes that are, that are deeper and a feeling you can't get from digital music.
0: That's right. And they will never know the, the pain of waiting for your favorite song to come on the radio or to, (laughs) to, or, or getting a scratch on an album right where, where it's your the perfect song and your favorite song and it's gone.
1: No, it's gone. It's unbelievable. You know, I I try to tell my kids about record stores and, uh, the big re- release dates that it <laughs> you, you know, it was so rare that you heard a song that you loved on the, on the radio, because they're only, you know, growing up, only two or three pop radio stations, and uh, you know, just it's, it's, it's a different world. They look at me like I have, I have you know, three eyes, uh, <laughs> but it's, you know, I, I, I try to play a record every now and then, just to, to remind myself to, to appreciate music. It's, it's really easy to just cycle through the next playlist, and uh, you know, the, the next Pandora PlayStation. And, uh, you know, you don't, you don't take, you, you take for granted the production and, and everything, mm-hmm. the heart and soul that goes into crafting just one song.
0: Or liner notes and cover art, all of that is kind of gone
1: now. It is. It is. And, and so it's, when, when you hear a great, uh, you know, cover song or, or uh, things of that nature, you, you know, at least the old, the old people appreciate it a little bit more.
0: Do you remember what the first album was that you purchased?
1: Uh, of course, I remember. Everyone remembers their first, uh, their first. It was my first CD, actually. Nice. Um, and, I, and I and I don't I don't count, you know, stealing my older brother's uh, cassette tapes and uh, you know putting a piece of tape over the top of that and, and recording over over his tape. Oh, that's uh, great. That's an old school memory that you know only only we get. But yeah. uh, my first uh, CD. Was a uh, Warren G Regulate, and I was in uh, golly, I was in eighth grade when, when that when that CD came out, and uh, uh, obviously I loved hip hop and in that era. Uh, but I'll never forget, you know, the first time listening to that, my buddies thinking, yeah, we're we're cool now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's
0: that's awesome. And and, w- and w- were you thumping the same music when you were driving in high school?
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, in high school, I, I went through my hip hop, my hip hop phase with like Tupac and, and Biggie Smalls and, and, and Snoop Dogg, you know, that, that was the soundtrack of, of my high school. And, uh, you know, I to make fun of, uh, I dated my wife in high school and, and she was much more an alternative at the point, Nirvana, and Cranberry, <laughs> and Dave Matthews. And I used to like Make so much fun of, of her. Like, oh, this this music is so lame. But like now, like <laughs> you know, it's my favorite music. too now,
0: now you have an appreciation for both. That's great.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I've always had. Well, I have a much greater appreciation now. Uh, just for for every form of music. You know, to to be able to play music, um, and and create sounds. Uh, it's an unbelievable uh, process. And uh, like I said, I played trumpet growing up. Uh, in sixth, seventh grade, and and actually got pretty good at it. And then I, I, I had a friend teach me guitar when I was in my twenties. So um, I know I just love the whole process of, of music and uh, what 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 it symbolizes. If you're playing trumpet,
0: then you've got to know some Chicago and some Earth Wind and Fire. I mean, th- those are some legendary bands with great horn sections.
1: Oh, I, I love I love a great a great brass section, and it's cool that it's more you know modern day rock groups incorporate the, the sounds of, of horns you know I think mm-hmm. for a long period it was really just heavy guitar and but you never heard sacred saxophone or, or horn and there's something about that that just makes a, a track pop
0: going back to college you won a national championship at duke and were able to to cut down the net and you have one shining moment and that seems to be a divisive song. Like some people love that song because it brings back that memory. And other people think that is an awful song. It's slow and
1: boring. Where do you fall on that? Oh, it's, it's the best song. I mean, <laughs> it's got to be the Luther Vandross. It's got to be the Luther Vandross version. But like, you know, that's, that's something that every kid who plays basketball dreams up of having their one shiny moment. It yes. sounds so corny, but when you're actually playing it, and I'll never forget. It was it was a really cool moment. Like after we win the championship, uh, you know, everyone just sort of huddled up, and we heard, you know, our one of moment. And so I still have it on, on, on tape here. I watch it every every now and then, and it's so dated at this point. It's two thousand one when, when that came out, but I, I love it because it, it makes me think of the, the, the pageantry of, of the NCAA tournament and, and everything that that it, that it means.
0: And that track will be timeless. It, it might seem a little dated to you, but everybody looks forward to that. Every one of the athletes, at least looks forward to that track, looks forward to that being played while they're cutting that thing down and holding up the trophy. I mean, it's, it's such a, a moment that you that you cherish and that you're working your, your rear off for.
1: Once you're playing college basketball and on that stage, you, you get it. And, uh, uh, you know that's that's the theme song of a lot of our lives. Yeah, you go from
0: the from college at Duke to uh, to the NBA, and you go up to Vancouver, then played in Memphis because mm-hmm. that's where the team moved to.
1: I actually got drafted by the Vancouver Grizzlies, and after I got drafted, they moved the team from Vancouver to Memphis. I I never played uh, a day in Vancouver, but I was totally introduced to to the Blues. Uh, to the Delta Blues down in Memphis, and that was that was part of the coolest part of, of living in Memphis. And I'll be able to yes. to, to go down to, to Mississippi, the the, the birth of, of blues, and hear some amazing, amazing blues musicians. And um, you know, just a really special place for for mm-hmm. music. Go on Beale Street and hear some live music.
0: And then you get to Miami eventually, after a couple of stops, but you get to Miami and it, that Miami sound permeates everything you do in
1: Miami. <laughs> well I, I love well, I, I love Miami, obviously. I still live here, but yeah, you know, there's the infusion of, of the Latin sound, just go on coyote and, and hear some great Cuban music and then you know, growing up, you know, the, hearing the, the original Miami bass sound. You know, made popular by yeah, guys like two Crew and Vanilla Ice. It, it, Miami, it's it's a great, you know, melting pot just in general. But uh, that really comes out in, in all the all the local music.
0: That brings us to Badioke. So Badioke is part of the event that you have for the Take Charge Foundation. So first, tell me a, b- a little bit about the Take Charge Foundation.
1: Yeah, my my wife and I founded the uh, the Badioke Take Charge Foundation. Uh, over 10 years ago, because uh, we feel that the best way to unlock our youth potential through education, and we feel very strongly about creating opportunities for kids and communities that don't necessarily have a have a, have a fair chance of, of going to college. And so we uh, we try to raise a lot of money, and we've given away over a million dollars in scholarships in the last 10 years to deserving kids. Oh, wow. And uh, our our signature event every year is called uh, Badiyoki, and uh, we love karaoke, and we love we love the kids that we raise money for. So we married the two. And um, I'm a horrible singer, but I have amazing <laughs> uh, panache and energy. And uh, I will embarrass myself for the kids. So uh, you know, in the past we've had LeBron James, and Dwayne Wade, Chris Bosh, uh, you know, Hall of Fame players get up on stage and embarrass themselves <laughs> like I do. No one is as bad as me, but for uh, for an amazing kid to raise money for. The Take Charge Foundation.
0: Karaoke is just that, though. It's not. It's not about sounding perfect and getting every note right. It's about having fun, and if you're able to just let loose and have a good time with it, it can be phenomenally fun.
1: Oh, it's the best! It is the absolute best. You know, if you're with the right group and have the right music, there's there, there such thing as bad karaoke choices. Okay, so. Song selections may be the most important thing, not not vocal talent uh, yeah. that you have to uh, consider when, when throwing a karaoke jam. Uh, but if you have the right mix, you know a couple of uh, libations don't hurt. <laughs> but uh, you know it, it's hard not to have a great time in your, in your
0: karaoke. I did see the video of you singing and um and strutting, uh, I guess, uh, your stuff at "I'm Too Sexy." Little little uh, right said Fred. That was pretty legendary, man.
1: You know, the the key is to find a a song, everyone sort of knows the words to, but not really. And that's, you know, that's the sweet spot in in karaoke, that you want, you want crowd participation, uh, but you still want it to be pretty unique. You know, obviously everyone knows, don't, you know, don't stop believing and and Sweet Caroline. Yes. You know, I I try to go to the the deep cuts to find a song that you, you can hum along to, but don't know. You, you forgot about after all these years, like right side Fred.
0: Yes. So what are your a couple of your go-to's then?
1: Again, it depends on the, on the crowd. I okay. Think my best song, if I wanted to bring the house down. Um, it's my way. It's not um, my favorite song of all time is don't look back in anger by Oasis. Um, right. okay. so that, that That is, that is always the last song of badioke or at the personal karaoke, at the Badier household, um, <laughs> you know, if I want to uh, get loose, I go Lisa Loeb, uh, stay. Um, and so, like, I, I got a lot of game, I got a lot of game, and a lot, a lot of variety in my karaoke. Logistics.
0: If I could throw out a suggestion for for this next year, maybe Four non-blondes, uh, what's Four up? Non- what's, what's up? That's what's right.
1: Up? Yeah, maybe it, what's it up is, is. is on the uh, is on the docket. You you have you have to be very careful as a male trying to perform a female track. It is it is very it is, it's very dicey. I had a teammate Luis Scola, one of the greatest players, come out of Argentina, and he decided to do Total Eclipse of the Heart by Bonnie Tyler, which is a it, the full version is like six and a half minutes long. It just goes on and on, and and he was just dying a slow death, and it was the funniest thing. We had this Argentinian guy singing Total Eclipse of to the Heart. So like I said, song choice, everything in karaoke.
0: Yeah, you can't get up there and, and start belting out American Pie. You know, a seven-minute song that's yeah. slow and dead, you're going to lose the room. You can't lose the room, the room in
1: karaoke. You cannot.
0: <laughs> so, so are the wife and kids into, into it as well? Do they have a good time?
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, cool. yeah. It, 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 well, this, isn't a, uh, this is not a, a kid's event. Uh, we have sure. plenty of karaoke jams at home. But uh, my wife, will, uh, her go-to is uh, Goodbye Earl by Dixie Chicks. Um, oh, that's bringing a lunch. good one. bring a little country to, to the mix. So, so badioki bat-y, is inclusive. You know, We love all genres. And as long as you uh, aren't afraid to get up there for the kids, you're welcome to sing.
0: Well, I know that it's legendary. I've had a couple of people tell me, oh, you got to talk to Shane Badier about badioki. You've already created a heck of an event that is a fundraiser for kids. It's a good time. So you can't hope for more than
1: that. Well, thank you. And we, uh, you know, we're, we're proud of our work, and so hopefully it'll be a, a staple of the, the Miami uh, uh, social scene for a long time to come.
0: Before we go, uh, every, it seems like everybody has an artist, an artist or a song that they like that they don't necessarily talk about at parties. So something that you like that you just keep... A little buried, maybe out of the spotlight.
1: So, who is that artist for you? Oh man, um, it's a great question. Um, Going to my phone right now. In karaoke, it's definitely Spice Girls. Spice Girls have a couple <laughs> songs that are that that are that are pretty amazing. I, I don't know if I have any 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 you know things I'm I'm embarrassed to say that I like. I, I appreciate all music that, that that's being made. Um, but I don't, you know, I, I think I, uh, I'd roll with any any artist that's on my, on my phone right now.
0: Good, a healthy appreciation of all music. It's a good thing, man.
1: It is. Yeah. It is. You got to, got to be open. And I love, I love new stuff. Hearing, hearing new artists, and uh, and you know, still keeping the old ones in the rotation. That's great. Well, Shane,
0: thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it, and, uh, and we will have fun. I'll have to get down to Miami for badioki one of these years.
1: You won't regret it. You won't regret it.
0: Thanks for listening to the SCORE Music and Sports Podcast. You can listen to the music mentioned in this podcast by clicking the Spotify link in the description or by searching The SCORE on Spotify. Please take a moment to leave a review and share the podcast with your friends and family. For more exclusive interviews and playlists, subscribe to The Score Music and
1: Sports Podcast now.